this is Mike Perkins. Uh, you're listening to the Captain America fan podcast. Um, actually, I'd like to ask later to see how these two guys' British accents really are. And uh, <laughs> we, can, we can see what happens after that. But uh, enjoy the program. <laughs> Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to episode 130 of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. I'm Rick Fabanis. I am your host today. And as always, I have the best gosh darn co-host out there. That is Mr. Bob Lucius. Oh, Bob. It's over, Bob. I have the high ground. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I don't know, Rick. I, I really don't know. Don't try it, Bob. I, I, you lost me at the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi reference. Oh, there you yeah. go. Very yeah. nice. Yes. Yeah. Do you do you remember what, what uh what movie that's from? Right. Revenge of the Sith, right? Or Return yeah. of the Sith, right? Return well, I, of, Revenge of the Sith. It's Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh what year did move that movie come out, Bob? Oh, for crying out loud, Rick. <laughs> I don't know. I got to tie it into what we're talking about today. Yeah. Um, it was the number one grossing movie of 2005. 2005. Which just so happened to be when uh, yeah. our guest today, Mike Perkins, kicked off his Ill illustrious career on Captain America. His illustrious illustrative career. Well, that's what I was going with, Bob. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Way to ruin it. I was I was hoping you were gonna like say, you underestimate my power. <laughs> oh uh, my goodness. Yeah. What did you think of uh Re revenge of the I Sith? loved I loved it. Did you really? It. Okay. I absolutely loved it. I did too. I I I I would say maybe like I mean Episode one was my least favorite of the, the yeah, prequel trilogies, right, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it did what it had to do to set up the story. I get it. Yeah. Um, I thought Attack of the Clones was pretty cool. I thought like, it was as well. Yeah. You know, you had Django Fett, you had a, uh, Grievous. A, yeah. Grievous. You know? And then you had, uh, you know, an older Anakin kind of showing up. And then, um, you had Obi Wan. Obi kicking him kicking butt yeah right right and uh and then you had that scene where yoda you know starts like hopping around and uh that was like what it's a, it's a I, I you know look yeah i i love the prequels i thought they were a lot of fun i thought they were great for what they were designed mm -hmm. to do which was mm -hmm. entertain kids right uh and for adults who were still able to be kids and you loved them all Love mm -hmm. them all. And I still, look, I just watched uh, the new episode of The Mandalorian last night. Still yeah. love it. Still love it. My son didn't want to do it. He was busy with his friends. I'm like, fine. I'm watching it without you. And I'm glad I did. You know what? My wife and I watched it last night too. And, did you? Uh, what was interesting is, you know, I don't want to give away any no. anything here because this is weeks later, I, I, you yeah. know, so it's not going to yeah. be anything. But but the actor who played Jar Jar Binks yeah. was a, kind of like a badass Jedi. That was a badass. He had a badass role. That he was did. an and, awesome redemption. And I suspect we'll see more of him because he, he survived. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I'm glad they did that and I'm glad they had him for it after everything he went through. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah. He was just doing exactly what he was paid to do. Misa think it was terrible. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh well. Oh well, yeah. All right. So we uh yeah, we're we're going to be talking with uh, artist Mike Perkins here today and we're very excited to chat with him uh what's been going on. I want to ask him about, you know, he's been really active in the the uh favorite Captain America writer bracket we got going on on the Facebook page and if you if you folks if you haven't checked that out it's fun. Just, just go to the Captain America comic book fans Facebook group on, on the, you, you won't regret it because it's nothing but positive energy, uh, trip down memory lane, nostalgia. It, it is not, uh, 
you know, it's not like a lot of other places you find on social media where, where people are arguing and stuff like that. It's just fun. And so we kicked off, as we mentioned in the show before the, the bracket that is, um, you know, along the lines of a March madness bracket, we started with 32 Captain America writers and Bob, if you're, if people are listening to this today on Wednesday, April 5th, we are kicking off the final four. That's it's, it's, uh, it's been a long, hard slog, right? but you're right. We are there and uh, it's going to be pretty darn exciting. I mean, I, I, anything could happen. Who do you think here we are, you know, uh, uh, 12 days out. Who do you think made the final four? If, if you were a betting man? Yeah. Well, I, I think it's going to be uh Grunewald. Uh, I think it might be certainly going to, on the other side, certainly going to be Brubaker, uh, will be Wade. And then it's a toss up for me between, um, Inglehart and, uh, the Mateus. Pick one. I'm going to go with, this kills me. This kills me. I, I think it's going to be Inglehart. I think it should be De Mateus. I agree with you. I, I think you nailed it. I think it's going to be Inglehart. Not to say that. He doesn't deserve it because he certainly does. He mm -hmm. he did some amazing stories uh, and we were really excited to have him on the show back mm. in episode 52. So if you, if, yeah. If you want to listen to a great conversation about Steve with Steve uh, about his Captain America work, go check out episode 52. I have a soft spot for J.M. DeMatteis. Mm. Uh, he was my writer when I first fell in love with Captain America but also when I just go back and I look at, at the things that he's done in that story, you know, he, while Englehart introduced the 50s Captain America and Bucky, which, by the way, was inspired by what his editor, Roy Thomas, you know, asked him to do now what he did with that story was completely on his own. But the concept was Roy Thomas. But anyway. Uh, what DeMatteis did with that Bucky, he actually gave him a name, Jack Monroe, and he made him uh, a part of, you know, the the ongoing story, a very pivotal part that uh, it was really great to see Captain America with a young, um, I don't want to say sidekick, but a partner, right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. uh, so DeMatteis did that. He He really... I think took what Roger Stern did with introducing Cap to have Steve Rogers, I should say, to have friends, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And he took that and really ran with it, especially the relationship between Steve Rogers and Bernie Rosenthal. Mm -hmm. Bernie finding out about Steve, their relationship. Uh, I thought that was a great part of the story. He brought back, he brought back Helmet Zemo and made him the new Baron Zemo. Who has right. ended up yeah. being probably only second to Red Skull and in, in all time greatest Captain America villains. Yeah. That was DeMatteis. Yeah. He added a lot of richness and depth, right? That was, uh, and like you said, with his personal life, that was something that had never happened before in the, in the decades previously in Cap's life. You never really saw that, right? Just his pining away for Sharon, really. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so and just something completely unique and different. Just like, I mean, you know, I think, you probably agree. Brew Baker brought something different and unique that we hadn't seen before. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. in my view, yeah, I love Englehart stuff. I love what he contributed, but. Oh, he did. He had great stories. I mean, the whole secret empire cap giving up, uh, Steve giving up being cap and, and becoming mm -hmm. the nomad. Uh, yeah. He had some, some great stories. He also had, uh, <laughs> he also did that really regrettable, retcon of sam wilson's origin oh yeah. you know snap right right yeah, uh, that by the way de mateus found offensive and went and did a retcon of the retcon yeah and uh and tried to explain that away so that sam was actually a good person mm. uh anyway fun conversations again check out episode 52 with steve Engelhart and check out episode 13 with de mateus uh, great conversations with both those writers and either one of them deserves to be in the final four, but I agree with you. I, I think it's going to be Gru, Englehart, Wade, and Brubaker. So it'll be fun. We will. We will. We'll see. 
I want to see some people uh, really like, you know, campaigning in yeah. the Facebook group. I want to see that. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see your reasoning. Yeah. All right. He's, he's throwing the gauntlet down. Yeah. And also speaking of past guests. So just want to, uh, if you're, if you're obviously here to listen to, to Mike Perkins, uh, do check out our previous conversation with him, which was two years ago. And that was in episode 23. In that episode, we talked with Mike about, uh, who were some of his influences, how he got into Captain America in 2005. Uh, he takes us through uh, his story with CrossGen and his time with uh, with um, Steve Epting and and also the the colorist Frank Diamarta at CrossGen, how uh, it translated over into the Captain America series, the challenges that he had, right? Because he was doing, some, in some cases, half issues. And so he talked about the challenges of that. He talked about when he was inking Steve Epting, when he was doing his own penciling and inking. Um, he also talked about what it was like bringing back uh, Bucky. And did he have worries about that and his thoughts on it at the time? And then then there was the death of Captain America. And and he had a fun story about how he got the script uh, for, for for issue 26. And this was before it was public knowledge that that Steve had died. So anyway, great conversation uh, with him. So make sure you check that out in episode 23 as well. Right. So when are we going to talk to Mike? Oh, that's right. We should probably do that. <laughs> All right. Let's let him out of the green room. Our guest today has been an illustrator for the last three decades, penciling and inking comics for several different publishers. His work on Captain America ran for over 20 issues from 2005 to 2008, working with Ed Brubaker. Since then, he has had long runs on Stephen King's The Stand, House of M, Deathlock, Carnage, and Iron Fist for Marvel, as well as Green Lantern, Lois Lane, Nightwing, and Swamp Thing for DC Comics. We are very excited to have Mike Perkins back to chat about his work. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Obviously, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was last time. <laughs> <laughs> You're the first person who said that. Uh, <laughs> we we just figured you you forgot you were on the show and and uh, yeah, but you know I actually. Tried to. <laughs> no it was a great great conversation we talked about <laughs> a lot of things um around your captain america work you a few things we didn't get to so we we want to chat about those today but All before right. we do we've seen you you've been pretty active voting in the favorite captain america writer bracket lately right, right. and before I we get into things yeah and, and before we get into that the last time we had you on the show was actually almost two years to the day and right. and we were doing the favorite Captain America artist bracket. Right. You made it to the Elite Eight. And I know. You, you you beat out Carlos Pacheco, and then you beat out Paul Neary, uh, right. but ultimately you lost to Ron Lim in round three. Which uh, is fine. Yeah, and, and you did you did a little campaigning on the show and in the group. Uh, <laughs> was it fun being part of the bracket? Yeah, yeah. I just didn't think I'd get that far, especially against Paul Neary. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, for, for me, I always see myself as a tiny little bit of Captain America history, you know. Right. So that was, it was, it was surprising to get that far ahead. Well, I, I, and when you see Paul Neary, do you ever see Paul Neary at shows over in England? I don't, I don't. I've only met Paul once, but that was when I was 16 or something. Um, and I was just working at a store at one of the comic marts. Oh, okay. So but, he doesn't uh, do the circuit over there? Not that I know of. Not that uh, I know of. But when you do, uh, you think you might casually bring it up in conversation, how you beat him? <laughs> <laughs> We're from the bar. I don't think there'll be anything casual about it. <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. So... Back back during the favorite cap artist bracket, you voted right. for Mike Zek over Jack yeah, oh, yeah. in the finals, yeah. as did Rick and I. Uh, and we have our reasons, uh, but we want to hear yours. Zek's just, oh man, I, I just love his artwork. You know, it's 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 solid comic strip artwork. And there's there's so much power and fluidity to it. Um, you know, I mean he's he's just he's an inspiration. You know, it's uh, 
um I, I, I can't recall if i said last time there was a there was a kind of a marvel um exhibition in paris which i went to um and i did some artwork for it and just i mean they had a lot of stuff in there they had a lot of kirby's and a lot of ditko's but i could have spent all day just looking at the zex i was just you know it was just just fabulous artwork and he's such a lovely guy you know and it, it's just i mean that that's just the icing on the cake that he's such mm -hmm. a lovely guy i mean i could just i really could just look at his artwork all day long you know what, what is it novel. what is it about his work that is stands out <sighs> over, over others for you I, I don't know i think it's just the it's so open and it's so fluid and it just pulls you in you know the 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 uh the, the kind of camera angles he makes that it's very it's very heroic his work you know mm -hmm. um i i just love that aspect of it and i've i've always really followed his work and and so it's just just fantastic stuff you know so i was very fortunate after you had come on the show two years ago you had done a commission for me as far right. as the a recreation of Captain yeah. America 286, which is that yeah. famous Mike Zek cover of Deathlock in the sewer yeah. with his gun up and the scope on Cap. And, yeah. you know, I, I have it. I have it right here. Right. Excellent. Yes. Uh, now, one of the things, and I posted this in the uh, Mike Zek fan group on Facebook, uh, run okay. by by Ken Fries, yeah, and yeah. and Mike actually commented on it. He's in huh. his his comment was, uh, mm, "Tasty, glad to see you put your own signature on this one, Mike Perkins, rather than attempt a line for line redo." Thumbs up. Excellent. Now to hear that from Mike, that must have been, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Uh, I mean, we we met at um, shows, we met at conventions. Um, much more so than Paul Neary, but mm. <laughs> I think uh, I think if uh, if I if I went out to to my exec, I wouldn't have believed that whatsoever. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was it, it's 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 always important when I when I do that kind of thing to put my own spit on it uh, to a certain extent, you know, rather than do it line for line. I I do. Okay, I am curious because I don't have right. the same eye as an artist does. Right. I look at this and I see almost, you know, a, a true replica of of his right. work. Do you do you know? Do you recall or by looking at it, do you know what, what was it that you maybe did something differently? There, there's certain there's certain aspects of of shading of the inking, mm -hmm. but I mean the the main thing is is the brick wall at the back just to give it more depth. Okay. Where where there's not a lot of line work on there, it's just gray tones. Mm -hmm. you know? Okay. Um, so I think that's that's one of the main things that that makes it stand out as mine rather than a line for line copy. Gotcha. So uh, getting to but even if it was a line for line copy, you know, I mean, it 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 would be wonderful because it's exec. So <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and and you probably see behind me barely. Yeah, yeah. I have I have the retailer poster. That they oh, did of that in black and white, um, yeah. so I, I I was a big fan of that cover, and you did and an amazing job. Captain America up there as well. So. Oh yes, yes, annual and Ray. What what you can't see is I have a wall of Mike Zek original art. So right. I have panel pages, splash pages. I, I'm lucky enough to have one cover. I have those framed up on the wall, right. so you you can't see those, but maybe. Maybe afterwards I'll get on my phone and show you. But yeah, uh, yeah. What, uh, what you can't see is I have a, a deep freezer underneath my drawing board and I have Mike Zach in the freezer. <laughs> so uh... Is that why he hasn't been replying to anything? He said he was in retirement, but apparently he hijacked his account. He is. He's retiring in my freezer. That's ah, what... <laughs> well, we do need to preserve him. He is uh, He is a gem. Uh, so, so back... Um, well, so for this year's bracket, we we decided to do favorite cap writers, and and you right. have been very active in voting, and and you've picked a lot of ones that advance, but there were a few underdogs you chose. Right. I was wondering if we could get your thoughts on some of yeah, some yeah. of those. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you chose David Anthony Kraft yeah. over Jack Kirby, and and for yeah. the record, I did as well. I I yeah. loved his cap stories. Why did you? 
I'm going to get into trouble now. I, I, well, I they both both aren't around, so it's, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of fans out there. <laughs> That's true. I um, I don't know. I, I think his his stuff had more of a literary quality to it. You know, Jack Kirby's writing was very wham-pow kind of mm-hmm. things. And there was some subtleties in there. But I do prefer the more subtle approach to writing, I think. And um, and I think between those two, the uh, David Anthony Kraft was were, were a little, much more subtle than Kirby's approach to it. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Like, I get that 100%. So another underdog you picked was yep. uh, Mark Morales over Roy Thomas. So was it was it Mark's work on Truth, Red, White, and Black that uh, that got you there, or was it something else? Mark Morales? No, 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 Mark Morales. Was it Mark Morales? I can't remember. Um, I I really I love that miniseries. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that it just basically came down to that. It was like it was it was a great. It opened things up. It opened things up for the whole sure did, vista yeah. of Captain America stories. And um, I really rated it. You know, it was it was just one of those things that even though it was a short thing, it stood out so strongly that I was like, okay, that's that's the one I'm gonna vote for because because of the strength of that individual story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I by the way, like you, you were right. Like an interrogation spotlight. Yep. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, now you were right. It was actually Robert Morales. I, I think yeah, we Robert had we Morales, had that wrong sorry. on our end. So sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. And I I, I of course I think uh, you know Roy Thomas's well, we know his work was was pretty good on Cap, but most yeah, yeah. Of it, he's he's really well known for you know his work on the Avengers and the Invaders yeah. and uh, and so a little bit handicapped in that regard, I think. Yeah, but I, the, I also think it was it was much of the comic approach of the day mm-hmm. where it was like, okay, who are we going to have a fight with in this, these right. issues? Yeah. yeah. Whereas the, uh, the, the other one was, which there was a lot more depth to it. Right. Right. You know? So right. that, that's, um, I, I don't even know. I don't even know if I actually thought about it that much because, because the strength of that, that series was so strong in my mind that it was okay. I'm going to go for that one. Sure. And it's still reverberating today, you know, of course, oh, yeah. in, in the MCU and uh, yeah, 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 still yeah, being totally. talked about. So. Yeah. And, and it kind of extended onto like the Young Avengers and all that kind of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Right. So here's a controversial one for you. The only upset in round one, number 20, Roger McKenzie beat number 13, Nick Spencer, and you voted for Spencer. So we're yeah. excited to hear why. Oh, um, I, I actually I actually really loved Nick's run. Um, I'm also pretty good friends with Nick as well, so <laughs> that, that didn't really come into it. Uh, I promise it didn't come into it. Um, but I, I I like his writing. I've always you know followed his writing from Morning Glories and all, all the way up, and I, I actually do really love his writing. Um, so again. It kind of goes to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go go down the nostalgia route, of 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 saying, you know, these stories are brilliant no matter what they are. I tried to compare the writing styles of what I like with the writing styles as they were, and and I, and I think I think Nick's Nick's work is so strong. Uh, his character work is so strong that it, it really stood out for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta love when when writers take chances too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Totally. And uh, yeah. sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But uh, yeah. certainly that that run had a lot of. Uh, it took a lot of chances in that run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. Totally. So, so we're recording this in, in eleven days in advance when the episode hits. So right. Let's uh, just say today, which is Wednesday, April fifth, twenty twenty three, we kick off the final four. If you were a betting man, who do you think made it to the final four? And and are they the same as the four you would like it to be? Mm. Now, I, I can share my screen if that's helpful. I'll show you the current bracket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I said to you that uh, I, I personally think as a final two, it would be Engelhart and Brew 
I think. All right. So right now for uh, today, we're kicking off the final four. Yeah. Um, so this is who's still in it. Yeah. Um, now today is Steve Englehart and Roy Thomas. He'll probably yeah. win. So the question yeah. is, you, you think Steve Englehart would beat Dave Mateus and then Steve Englehart would beat probably Mark Grunewald. Uh, that's, that's who I would, that's who I would vote for. I think. Okay. I, I, I would vote for, for Englehart and then, uh, Brew Baker. So you think they're going to be the final two? Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so in your mind, the final four is Englehart and Mark Grunewald yep. and Ed Brubaker and probably Mark Wade? Ooh, that's a difficult one. Um, ooh, that's, 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 that's actually pretty difficult. Ooh, um, if it was a Black Widow fight, then it would be Wade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Mark's had some great runs. I think Roger Stern might might just take that. Sorry, Mark, but uh, oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. you think Roger I, I, Stern beats out Mark Wade? Yeah, yeah. That's it's a difficult one. It is a difficult one, mainly because it goes against everything I've said before. <laughs> <laughs> because Roger Stern, for me, would be would be one of those nostalgia votes, you know, because because I love that stuff. Right. Um, yeah. And and you know and and then it's also part of that whole kind of scene. But even so, he still went into a lot of depth and he went into a lot of character. Um, yeah. I don't he, know. I think I think Mark's still got a great Captain America run inside of him somewhere. You well, know? he was on the show and he said because he had, he had done like four. He did three different cap runs and then four yeah, to yeah. include Man Out of Time. And he said on our show, he will never do Captain America again. Really? Yeah, just it's too political nowadays. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. But but hasn't it always been? I mean uh, at some level, yeah. 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 I, I just think I just I mean it always has been political, but I, I just think the outlet for people to complain about it being political is, is yeah, there. it's a good point. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a great um, point. Yeah. So what I hear um, you saying is you think the final two are going yep. to be um, Steve Englehart and Ed Brubaker, but but yeah. you would like it to be Roger Stern, and and uh, no Engelhardt. no I think no no I think Ed would win between uh, Roger Stern and and Ed. All right, well let's see what happens. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun as we uh, as we uh, over the next couple uh, over the next week or so. And I know who my number one would be as well. But <laughs> Let's hear it. No, it would be it would be Ed. I mean, yeah. it's, oh. you know, it's uh, and it's not just because I worked on that stuff. It's you know, I was a fan of Ed's for a long, long time before I started working with him. Um, and so I just think he's just a brilliant writer. I mean, you know, and the 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 run that he did on Captain America just just revitalized and and, and solidified the character for for a generation really so mm -hmm. we were just talking about uh, that last episode that ed right. brought something different right than had been seen before really yeah, yeah. Uh, in in previous um i think it was the, the sense i think it was a sense of of i don't want to say realism but it was that kind of that sense of this is the real world kind of mm -hmm. um and he, and he utilized that with all the characters that he brought into it. That sense that they they were a part of this world. Um, and and I think I think you can going back to to Mark Wade's previous comment. I, I still think you can do a Captain America that's like that. I mean, Ed's was not overly political, but it was mm -hmm. you know terrorism and all this kind mm -hmm. of stuff. You know, not not to the extent of the John Reinieber things, but you know, it was it was one of those things that was was in the air, um, and so I think that's one of the. You know, Ed. Um, yeah, I mean, Ed, the, for me, even from the offset, I was like, Ed's Ed's my vote. You know, so not that I'm trying to push anyone in any direction. Just... <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, Mike, have you ever considered writing yourself? 
Um, I, I've written a few things. Um, I tend to collaborate better, mm-hmm. I think. Um, when, when, I did my, uh, when I did Rowan's Ruin, which was my creator-owned book, um, it was basically all there. Um, but I chose to collaborate with Mike Kerry on it because I knew he could take it that one step further. So I think I, I, I collaborate on writing, but I can also appreciate that there are thousands of writers out there better than I will ever be, you know? So yeah. I, don't, I don't mind that collab, collaborative process. So uh, we do want to get into some some questions we didn't cover last time as well as some yeah, yeah. follow-up. So uh, as we mentioned last episode, we just covered Captain America Volume 5 issues 15 through 17 from yep. 2006, which you both penciled and inked. Yep. And the first issue featured Crossbones deprogramming Cynthia Schmidt, and he yep. was very violent about it. It was rough. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a hard issue to read and then yeah. even harder to act out panel by panel yeah. due to the brutality of the issue. Right. Uh, right. Was it equally hard for you to illustrate? It was. I mean, it was, it's not an easy book. Um, it was it, it was definitely one of those things where I was like, OK, you know let's let's go for this you know i can see what ed's going for um and just to make it extra gritty in a way um i mean if i was getting the things in page by page it would have been a little difficult to go Mm -hmm. through it i think because i had the the script right in front of me and i could see where it was going it kind of made it easier because you have those flashbacks within it and all this kind of stuff. So it kind of brought it together as a cohesive whole rather than taking it piece by piece and, and looking at a few pages and going, oh, this is, this is really brutal. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, and I think those, those other vignettes that he had just, it lightened it to a certain extent because mm-hmm. it brought it back into cap history. Um, I think if it was a, a constant issue of um, uh, of crossbones, you know, trying to break break sin down, then then it it would have been too much, you know, it yeah. would have been overly brutal. Um, but <clears throat> the the way it went, and then and then the next issue, you've got them basically. I mean, <laughs> they basically go around killing everyone, but they're having a good time doing it, you know, right. So it was it was one of those things where it was it was certainly lighter in that aspect. But yeah, the brutality was it I didn't have a problem with it because I knew it was in service of the story. I think if if it was gratuitous then it would have been just wrong, you know. Has there ever been a scene in a story that you were assigned to illustrate and you were just like, I don't know. Uh this is <laughs> this is a little too much. Um there's, there's a scene in the stand where the car crashes into um, a gas station. And this is the first kind of look that we have at Captain Trips, the, the flu virus. And there's this woman sitting in the seat with this dead baby uh, and there's snot and goo everywhere and all this kind of stuff. And... Um, you know, and, and it was nice to kind of get into the horror aspect of it mm-hmm. um, because we'd just been sitting in a garage talking to people. Uh, and so to bring that that image, that horror image in worked. And I didn't really have any problem doing it. But during the stand, um, I uh, my daughter was, was born when I was drawing the stand. And I went back to that first issue. And all I could think of was if... If I had had my daughter by the time I was in that first issue, I don't think I could have drawn that page. Mm. You know, it would have been too difficult to draw the page. Um, so it came at the right time, I guess. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, when when uh, Rick and I were were reviewing that uh, issues fifteen through seventeen of volume yeah. five, we 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 really dug down into some of those panels and. And, yeah. I, and I'm sure Rick would agree. We were like mesmerized with um, the level of detail. Right. And recently taking a look at some of your work on Swamp Thing and right. seeing just an even higher, you know, uh, standard and level of detail. Is that right. something you pride yourself on? It's something I don't even know that I'm doing, I think. <laughs> it's 
um, you know, even even when you're you're working on bigger pages, um, and you know, and, and, I've, and I've worked on bigger like A2 pages. I was I was actually having a chat with Charlie Atlard the other week because he lives close by, and um, and we were chatting about these these huge pages, and Charlie was like, "That's great because you can just go in and slap the the ink on and everything." I was just I'm putting in even more detail. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't even know. It's just part of me. I, yeah. I don't know if I if I necessarily notice. I the thing I've noticed in between, let's say, Cap Fifteen and the, the detail I've been doing on Swamp Thing or something else, is that really now, even though there's more detail, I kind of know where to stop. Mm. I don't necessarily think I knew how to do that in Cap 15. Um, like there was, I think it basically comes with confidence. Mm-hmm. You, you look at you look at artists like Sergio Topi, and Topi does this massive amount of detail, and then he'll have like the bottom part of a figure, which is just the outline of some legs, you know, with no detailing whatsoever, and it works. And it and it it's just that confidence. Mm of knowing where to stop. Like if you put all the detail into the whole figure, it it wouldn't have been so outstanding. You know? yeah. um, and I, I think I've learned that in between Cat 15 and, and the Swamp Thing stuff. Well, That's I mean, it was over yeah. over 15 years. So you know, right. you've developed your craft, obviously. So, right. and, and when we've had other artists on the show, they spoke about methods of working that was important to them. So Ron right. Garney talked about pacing. Uh, right. Eric Larson talked about the importance of when to use splash pages. Right. Um, what do you feel is important to you when you're planning out your work? It's it's it all comes down to storytelling. I think it all comes down to that panel to panel progression. I think that's that's the important thing for me. Find looking through a script, finding that one panel on the page, which all the others can congregate on, but not to overpower that page to use that as a as a stepping stone for your storytelling. I think I think that's all it comes down to. I think Alan Davis says the same as well. Is is it's basically it's storytelling. That's it's your job to be a storyteller. And if your artwork isn't telling a story, if it's just images, then the the reader will be lost or bored, really. Mm. Um, and I think I think we we saw a lot of that in kind of the mid nineties image stuff where it was, it was basically figures over storytelling. And it was just, you know, you don't go back and look at that stuff because it's, it's unreadable. Um, And, and, and I think that's the problem is that, well, that's my solution. It all comes down to the storytelling, the beats of the storytelling um, and how you can utilize certain aspects of that with, shadow with detail with different things um but saying that i don't think there's a there's an easy one answer but if you wanted a one answer it would all come down to storytelling so speaking of sports story <coughs> storytelling last time you were here yeah, let's not speak about sports Let me just <laughs> right over my head well good there's only one of us here then that would uh, go down that rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> That'd be right. <laughs> so um, last time you were here with us, you you shared this story idea about uh, Cap and Black Widow. That was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. And you talked about how Cap's panels would be in black and white and, and Black yeah. Widow's would be seen in gray tones, uh, mirroring their personal views uh, on yeah. life. And well, that didn't come through, but did you end up using that sort of idea anywhere else? Not or is really. it still pending? I think it's still there. Yeah. I think it's still in there. Um, I, I'd still, I think I still have a cap story in me as well. You know, um, I'd love to do another little run on the cap, you know, and uh, come back to it. It's, it's, I think it's still there. All you right. Know, there's I've, a lot more to be said. I've, I've got it for you, Mike. You ready? Because the last wow. time you, you were on here, you talked about how much you enjoyed doing the Union Jack miniseries in 2007. Yeah. Yeah. And would love to do a Captain America Union Jack story someday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So 
So let's pretend Captain America editor Alana Smith is listening. Okay. Because right. she's she's been on the show. So she may be. Right. You never know. Right. Um, what is your pitch? <laughs> what is your pitch for a Captain America <laughs> Union <spot>. Jack, Jack <laughs> miniseries? <laughs> you thought the earlier questions put you on a spot. There you go. Here's my pitch. That's the writer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on. Because, you know, I, I would love to post a poll in the Facebook group and say, how many people would be interested in reading a Captain America Union Jack miniseries by Mike Perkins? Right. Uh, and we could we could, you know, get some some support behind it on the group and then right. show it to Alana, maybe Tom yeah, Brevoort and say, yeah, hey, yeah. here you go. <laughs> I would love to see that myself. I think that would but that would basically come down to a collaborate collaborative process again. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I could I could come up with something off the top of my head, but I'm also kind of like. I don't want to doom it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who do you think would be the the uh, a good writer? You know, pick one a name or two that you think would be a good writer for for Union Jack and Cap. Um, I know I know Steve Orlando always wanted to write a Union Jack story. Um, ooh, that's a toughie as well because there's there's so many so many great writers out there that I like to collaborate with. Um, Hmm. That's that's a toughie. That's a toughie. I've got to think about that one. <laughs> All right. Let us know. And then and then we'll 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 try to make it happen. We'll 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 uh do a little petition going on in the in the Facebook. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Maybe that's maybe that's why it's uh you know I can pull him back into the fold. Yeah. <laughs> So what's uh, the point of having all this influence, Rick, if we're not able to wield it, right? <laughs> That's right. We choose to use our powers for good, Bob. Right? Yeah. Uh, so, um, all right. So I started getting into original art over the last five years. And sure. and I went to the, the site, Your Art is for Sale, which is yeah. comicbookartgallery.com. Yeah. How you got that URL, I don't know. That is like... <laughs> That is like a major league URL, comic yeah. book art gallery. Well, that's that's all Ruben. That's not me. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Ruben's had that site for a long time. So. It, it, it is amazing to see so many pages and covers from your work over the years. Uh, and regrettably, there's only a couple of pages from your time on Cap still available. Yeah, but, they but went straight away. Yeah. I, I highly recommend our listeners check out that site. Um, just, just even just to look at and peruse. But has there ever been any pages you regret selling and wish you still had most of the cap stuff i think yeah <laughs> i mean the, the thing is i mean the, the cap stuff it was it was fairly close i mean it wasn't close to the beginning of my career because i've been working in in british comics before that um <clears throat> but then i kind of concentrated on inking for a while mm-hmm. and so when I when Crossgen went under and I went to work for Marvel, um, I was doing Spellbinders, and then the next thing I did was Captain America. So it was one of those things that, for for a lot of people out there, that was kind of the beginning of my career. So mm-hmm. so when the pages came out, I was just selling them, you know. And and uh, now I wish there, there, you know, there's a lot of pages there which I might ah, oh, I wish I kept that one, you know. Um, definitely there's a lot of cat pages there which uh, I wish I'd kept on and it's not until recently that I've been doing pages and I'm like okay I'm keeping that one I'm keeping that one you know usually I would just sell everything mm-hmm. but now I'm, I'm kind of there where I'm like nope that's not going anywhere and if it is going somewhere it's going to be an awful lot of money right yeah it's got to pry it away from your hands yeah right right uh, do you have any work from other artists in your personal collection um yeah yeah a lot of them um <clears throat> I've been lucky enough that sometimes you'll, you'll go to a convention and you'll swap artwork. Um, and I always love doing that. I mean, you always you always feel kind of guilty that the other person's not getting the best deal. You know? <laughs> well, it's... I think you're being modest. <laughs> but um, it's, it's one of those things where, where it, it's great to do that because, you, you know, you've got a story behind it. You've got, you've got that, that complimentary kind of thing going on and, um so yeah yeah i've got i've got a bunch of art like like that but also stuff that i've i bought myself as well which um you know some perez stuff some garcia lopez stuff oh wow um which is just you know especially 
especially the the uh, Garcia Lopez Dead Man stuff is just mm-hmm. the, the, some of my favorite artwork ever. So I mean to have that to have those couple of pages is just brilliant. Yeah, and and it seems like you have a a particular style that you like because you just mentioned two artists that are very similar right. in, in their detail. Right, right. I mean, you know, press stuff, the, um, I got a bunch of butch stuff mm-hmm. um, that we, we'd swapped or being given to each other or whatever. Um, he he actually gave me a, a page, and I can't even remember the, the artist who it was, but Butch gave me this lovely page, and I think it was from Creepy, and it, it's just a, absolutely good. It's all in grey tones. It's mm-hmm. it's a fantastic page, um, but it, it's one of those things that is just it's just marvelous. I mean, and then you know Butch had it hanging around. He goes, "Oh, do you want it?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so there's there's certain pages there which have certain stories too, which I absolutely love, and there's there's also pages which I have kept from the past. I, I've got one on the wall downstairs, which is um, the Green Lantern versus Aliens thing that Rick Leonardi oh, yeah. did, and I, I inked him on that. And so that for me, that it's just a, a page, and it's really it's just um, a page of Kyle Rayner's hand with the ring on. And um, and he's drawing uh, the aliens are invading as kind of cover, you know. Mm-hmm. And it and it's a wonderful page, and it's it, I, I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite ones. Are, are you the type that that likes to frame and, and put up on the wall so you can see it, or do you have a lot um, of portfolios? A few of, them, a few of them. A lot of them I've got just down here, mm-hmm. you know, just in the, in the drawers in, in the with Zach. bridge with Zach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tend to collect artists. <laughs> hey now that would be a great story <laughs> uh, all right so we do have a, a few questions from our listeners um so joshua van dyne asks is there a cap storyline that came either before or after your time on the comic that you would have loved to have illustrated yourself uh, I, I i love this question thank you josh uh because i is there a story that you wished you you had a crack at, or was there an artist that took one approach and you you were like, well, I would have done something differently. I try not to think like that because it can drive you insane. I think. <laughs> um, I really loved I really loved the Cassidy stuff when mm-hmm. when he was drawing Cap. Mm. Um, Volume four, kind, yeah. Yeah, and that kind of brought me back back into Captain America, really. Um, but to say that I would have liked to have drawn it, I don't think I can say that because I loved what John did to it. So, mm. you know, it, it's <clears throat> no, no, I don't think I, I don't think so because I don't think I don't think I want to say I could do a better job than they could. You know, it's. It's strange. It's strange. Yeah. Because, I mean, like so, some of the writing, you can go, oh, yeah, I would love to be drawing this. But then you see what the artist brings to it as well. And you're kind of like, okay, okay I can mm-hmm. see, what you're, see what you're going for there. Yeah, yeah. So another one of our listeners, uh, Matthew Glover, asks, what was the hardest part of drawing Captain America in The Winter Soldier? I mean, we well, sometimes hear that the shield that, is hard, but is there anything else? No, no, that's the easy, the, the best one is that is keeping my mouth shut. That was the hardest part. Oh, when you got the scripts for, for 26. Yeah, yeah, for 26, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got the script for 26, and uh, I didn't know, well, I hadn't seen 25 because Epstein was drawing that one. So I had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Civil War was delayed because McNiven was late. Uh, drawing it and then it was uh yeah keeping my mouth shut for about five months (laughs) that would be harder yeah yeah Yeah. you you mentioned that the last time you were on the show you said that uh you got the script and you were you immediately i guess reached out to ed we're like what is this yeah (laughs) yeah. and then then you couldn't tell anybody i think you said the only person you told talked to was your wife 
yeah, 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 yeah. I could, you couldn't, I couldn't tell anyone because it, it basically, it was basically the end of this whole civil war thing that had been going on. So, you know, it was one of those things which was kind of, oh, oh, there you go. That's you know, what some of the um, fallen sun, one of the fallen sun stories. Mm. I would have liked to have gone done one of those. That would have been kind of interesting. That's going back to your previous question. Yeah, so. yeah, but yeah, no, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, and and I think Jeff Loeb got some some votes in the bracket because of not only Captain America White, but I think the Fallen Sun stories he did were, were yeah, great. I didn't think it yeah, was great for stories. the uh, for the other ones. Volume two. <laughs> no, the yeah. Heroes Reborn. Yeah, yeah, Volume two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think it was more for the White and uh, Fallen Sun, but yeah, Fallen Sun was great, and then they had different artists come in for each one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. I really enjoyed that. So, um, you know, the multiverse has become very popular in the right. cinematic universe. And of course, we had Roy Thomas on just a few episodes ago to yeah. talk about his body of work, including What If? Yeah. And so we like to uh, we like to play this little game with uh, with guests. And we like to ask, you know, what if you had never gotten into comic book illustration? What else would you might have become? Oh, a three-year-old. Because I was into comic book illustration for two years old, I think. Really? (laughs) Um, No, you know, I I started off doing graphic design, all this kind of stuff. So so that's kind of in my bones. Mm -hmm. Um, I probably would have maybe pushed into storyboarding, things like that. Um, but really, I mean, because a lot of people have said to me, "Oh, do you have you done any storyboarding on stuff?" And I'm like, "It's not. It's not some. You know, I, I love comics so much that that's that's kind of that's what I've always wanted to do, and I'm doing it. You know, wow. And and it is, and it's definitely, <clears throat> you know, the other aspects of it, the storyboarding things that they kind of interest me." But it's comics which remain the focus, you know. Um, so I don't know. It would be it would be another art. It would be another art because I was also doing you know book covers and you know uh, spot illustrations, all this kind of stuff before breaking into comics. So mm-hmm. that stuff was always there, you know. Um, but it was it was it was as a point to get to solely doing comics. Well, you've made it. Yeah. <laughs> I have been busy. Yeah. 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 And well, what is keeping you busy nowadays? I'm keeping busy on something that DC haven't announced yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, no, when I wrapped up uh, Swamp Thing, um, I, I helped out on the Lazarus Planet uh, thing that was going on. That, which, that was a crossover. That was with Wade, actually. Um, and I've been, I've done a, a whole bunch of covers for Flash, for Detective, for different things. But that's all kind of on the side of the, the big project I'm doing at the moment, um, which is something I, I always wanted to do in a kind of an aspect of this character that I always wanted to play with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm being really vague. Around yeah, it, that's okay. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. It's fantastic. Um, and, it, and it actually probably won't be out for a while, um, but it's because it's a long, long form project. But um, it's I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. Is it um, a is it a ongoing series? Is it a special it's a, it's mini, a mini series? It's a mini series, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, <clears throat> with, with the I think I think this has got the possibility to have that kind of mini series and then. You know, perhaps do another one after that of mm-hmm. the same milieu that it's in. Um, but it's uh, that's yeah. All I can say is I'm absolutely loving it, and I think I think it shows on the pages as well. Well, if you're pouring yourself into it, just any way like you did Swamp Thing, I'm sure right. uh, it is going to be amazing to see. Um, yeah, I, I you... love I love the Swamp Thing issues as well. I mean, they were fantastic, and I've, I've spoken to Ram as well. We, 
you've had lots of discussions about other characters we can work on and perhaps the creator own thing down the road and, mm -hmm. and different things. So um it's one of it's one of those things where I'm I'm kind of like, you know, there's certain writers I really love to work with. And um and I want to kind of keep those relationships going, even though I'm working with different writers and everything. So um yeah, Swamp Thing was definitely one of those things which I always wanted to do. Um and there's still characters like that around, which I'd still like to get to at some point. All right, now, I see you're also pretty busy on the convention circuit. Um, are you still doing uh, commissions and things like that? Uh, I am, yeah. Um, yeah, I usually, I usually prefer to do uh, pre-commissions before the show, mm -hmm. um, simply because a lot of the times I don't, I don't get the chance at the show because people want their comics signed. You know, they want to have a chat. They want, you know, so you don't really necessarily have the chance to to put the it's not the effort it's just the time to do something mm -hmm. like i i could do a, a sketch which could take 20 minutes half an hour at home but when you're at a convention that one sketch can take you all day you know sure um so i, I usually prefer to do pre-commissions that shows um and it, and everybody's happy then really uh, and, and for those who are interested in, in uh, commission from Mike, just go to his website, which is mikeperkinsart.com. Yeah. Uh, we'll also have the link in the show notes, and we'll also have the link uh, for his uh, original art in the show notes as well, if you want to check out both of those. Um, because, again, uh, great stuff to just, just to look at, but, you know, I'm... I'm a proud owner of a couple of Mike Perkins commissions. Uh, so I highly recommend. Excellent. All right, Mike. Well, it, it has been such a, a pleasure wrapping cap with you and, and we're glad you came back on the show. Maybe, maybe we'll see you again in two years. Yeah. 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 When I'm, when I'm, when I'm back doing uh, that Captain America Union Jack thing. Yeah. Yes. We need to get that going. <laughs> I know we're going to hold you to that one. So. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining the show, Mike. Cheers. I'll, I'll just let Zach out and he can have a breather. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Well, Bob, I had a blast talking with Mike. He is such a professional, uh, pro, you know, pros pro um, with his work, his work ethic, and uh, and quite the gentleman and just a pleasure to have on the show. And so uh, joyous, Rick, to still be involved in a craft and in an industry that uh, he, he he clearly just loves uh, and to be so happy still after, uh, you know, the decades that he spent in the biz, uh, it's still what he wants to do and most wants to do. Yep. And I loved his his comments about the different writers that he chose and and who he's rooting for, too. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how the votes end up going. Yeah. Um, and then, again, if you're interested in, in reaching out to Mike about doing a commission, go to his website, mikeperkinsart.com. Uh, and then do yourself a favor, go to his original art website uh, where you could just just go through all the different series that he has done. Uh, a lot of it is is available for sale and I would say really reasonable prices too. Uh, it's always something cool to own original piece of art. Yeah, and, and that website is comicbookartgallery.com. So make sure you check that out. All right. A little disturbed, a little disturbed that, you know, he's, he's got some comic artists on ice, but <laughs> That's otherwise true. seemed like a genuine nice bloke. And we oh, didn't you know, get a chance to try out our British accents. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I wanted I wanted to hear you say your your pip pip diddly do or whatever it is. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. That's, you know where that's from, right? Is, is that like uh uh is that like Dick Van Dyke or something? No, from... it was no, it was Mary Poppins. Yeah, or whatever. No, I, maybe it was originally. I don't know. But my son used to watch uh, Drake and Josh. Ah, uh, remember okay. that that series? No, know, no, no. Uh -uh. It's beyond my time. Yeah, I, you, Nick. You know, and so that's one of the, one of the episodes they were saying that. Hip, hip, doodly doo. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I've adopted it. So, uh, so it's yes. authentic. Yeah, it's not not insulting at all no no sure. yeah <laughs> uh you know I, I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the show but um speaking of artists uh, we got a birthday coming up uh april 10th would be the birthday for alex schomburg 
Wow. Now there's a, a legend right there. Yeah. And you, yeah. uh, didn't you recently get a, a, a comic from done by Alex Schomburg? I, I have a couple actually, um, a couple golden age comics, one from Captain America, one from, uh, one from all winners that are Schomburg covers. And, and of course, you know, he, he came back and it was, uh, what was it? Uh, not, not the King size annual number one for uh, the, the invaders series. Mm -hmm. He came back yeah. and, and did the cover and, and penciled, uh, penciled a story for so mm -hmm. his last, his last professional work. Yeah. 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 That was interesting when we had Roy Thomas on the show. Uh, he talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. So happy, Happy birthday to Alex Schomburg. I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> right? Because he, he passed, right? Well, so, wherever you are, it's still, yeah, we know we still celebrate. We're still celebrating George Washington's birthday. If we're going to celebrate George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, by goodness, we should be celebrating Alex Schomburg. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So, Bob, next episode, 131, we are going to go back to Dimension Z for... Volume seven, number three, Castaway and Dimension Z, part three. That is the long tail story that we've been doing. It's a 10 part story. We're doing it the second Wednesday of every month. Uh, and coming up next episode will be part three. Excited to get into that because that has been a fun story of Steve as a castaway in Dimension Z. Yeah, fun story. It's great to revisit it. And, and I'm excited that a lot of folks are maybe taking a second look at, at that particular um, volume. Yeah, and we'll, and you'll just have to find, you'll just have to be patient to see what my my hello to you is going to be tying in with the letter Z this time. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. After the last one, you got me on the last one. I can't wait for the next one. I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to hit the books. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Bob, as always, it's been fun wrapping cap with you. Same again, and we'll see you next week. All right. He's Bob Lucius. I'm Rick Verbonis, and you have been listening to another episode of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. Mm -hmm.